You're listening to episode 27, Water Nerd's Guide to Weftech. This episode is brought to you by Drop Counter. Ariane, you are bar none one of the most organized people I know. <laughs> That's a joke, but continue. So yeah, where do you keep your water bills then, huh? You know, like the announcements from the city, your annual usage, rebate information, etc., etc. Ha! In the closet with the rest of my skeletons? Well, we both know that that's brimming, but let's free up some of that space with Drop Counter. Drop Counter is the water utility customer portal built with direct input of utility staff like you. Drop Counter consolidates a customer's consumption, tier information, utility announcements and alerts, rebates and more, all in one app, downloadable today from the Apple or Android App Store. Drop Counter helps customers better understand their water use, tier schedule, irrigation schedule and more which increases customer satisfaction and reduces your customer service call traffic. So your team can focus on what's important. Learn more about Drop Counter at theh2duo.com forward slash Drop Counter. That's D-R-O-P-C-O-U-N-T-R. Bum, 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 bum. Yep. Bum, 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 bum. What is that? I don't know. Oh. I mean, I was going for a song at first and then I lost it. And then it's like... <laughs> Okay. All right. Okay. All right. That was it. Okay. So it is one of only recording right now. Yes. You didn't count down. Three, two, one. Okay. So, this is like one of only, like, we've only done this. This will be our third time. Third, third time's the charm. <laughs> so, this is our third solo show, and this is going to be kind of our ode to Weftech. Um, it was our first Sorry, time. Sorry, Weftech. <laughs> <laughs> it was our first time to go to Weftech, and um, it was awesome. Um, so, this was the first time we got to go with media, or... Yeah, media. Yeah. And um, so that was a big deal for us going uh, with the podcast. And while we were super stoked to go as the media or as a member as of media. the media, as media, um, we're also kind of like freaking out a little bit because some of that imposter syndrome sunk in pretty hardcore because we're like, well, we're not journalists. Um, we've never pretended to be journalists or say that we're journalists. We're just, we're the H2 duo. So um, I kind of took the stress off of us by not feeling like we had to journalist this, but just to be us and to tell our story. So we're going to tell you guys the story about the 36 hours that we got to spend in WEF. Poor planning on our part. We um, scheduled this trip right before we had to fly to Vegas to go to the WaterSmart Innovation conference to speak there so it was a whirlwind of a seven days I guess it was Mm -hmm. but anyways like as we were thinking about what we wanted to say it kind of struck me one day that the biggest the biggest takeaway for me was the people because if I had to sum up Weftech 2018 Mm -hmm. in one word it would be the people that we got to meet the people is two words so just (sighs) it would just be people (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so why don't you uh, fill us in for day one? I'll let you start. Oh, boy. So you're going to ask the one person who doesn't have a memory. <laughs> okay, so 36 you hours. You though, right? No. Vaguely? 36 hours of WEF tech. 
Um, I remember we got on an airplane. <laughs> we flew to New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Um, and I should have known right out the gate how it was going to be because the Uber driver kind of set the tone. Yeah. Immediately. They're just awesome. They were aw- People in New Orleans are amazing. They're funny. They just really live, like, every moment to its fullest, even mm-hmm. when they're Uber drivers. Like, it was so fun. Yeah. So they roll up into um, this mile-long or whatever conference center and um, convention center. <laughs> <laughs> and we're already, like, thinking we're late um, to this event or to this PCOC meeting, which is the Public Communication Outreach Committee. There you go. Um, but we also forgot that it was, like, time change. Oh, yeah. So we weren't really late. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so we rolled up in there. Actually, that's what happened in Vegas, not in. We were late to this meeting. <laughs> oh, we were late. <laughs> yeah. See, I already forgot. But it's all right. We weren't, like, super late, but we had to basically. Oh, yeah, we had to sneak in. Through yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're fast walking down the hallway at the convention center, and we run into. With all of our gear, which was just a backpack with our overnight clothes and podcast gear yeah because you never know <laughs> you never know we run into barry liner and brie nakamura and i'm sure i yeah i'm sorry brie if i said that wrong so um they're with wef and um uh, we met barry liner at the utilities management conference uh through travis loop who is the connector of connectors and it was awesome to run into them we met brie at imagine h2o so it's amazing to meet bo- to see both of them in person again and Barry have Barry grib us for looking alike and oh yeah because you know. we were we got a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of people calling us out on look on wearing the same thing but it like we're on the brand. same we're the same company <laughs> so <laughs> so of course we're gonna be wearing the same thing I don't know so Barry yes <laughs> ribbed us about that and then gave and us then he gave us ribbons yes. And my ribbon, I really liked the WEF idea of ribbons because they're not just like speaker ribbon or sponsor. They're, they were kind of unique and cool. So Instigator. I, I was instigator and you were? Warning, spontaneous sarcasm. Yes, which cool. is 100% fitting. <laughs> <laughs> so we ran from there and snuck snuck is not the word that i was looking Probably for didn't sneak very well snuck loudly into the pcoc meeting that was going on it's kind of cool cuz we got to hear from tom kunins who is the incoming wef president and he kind of set the tone for us and talked about the importance of communication and how important our roles in of course we got to see the man the myth the legend our amazing friend Travis Loop. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that was completely improv, people. You, yeah. So, um, love Travis. So it was so good to see him again because we hadn't got to see him in real life since Catalyst, where he was a speaker in June. So we're just sitting there taking notes, listening, and um, someone else walks in late and, yeah. Uh, yeah, sits down next to us and at the break we we caught um we started a conversation and this gentleman's name was dylan christensen who works with black and beach out of houston and we started a conversation just kind of talking about 
our stories and our water stories. And I inevitably always ask people how they got into water because I love hearing those stories. And it turns out that Dylan used to be a teacher. And um, during his time uh, going to undergrad, he took a trip to El Salvador and actually was part of a volunteer group that put in a latrine in a remote community in El Salvador. And that was kind of what started his interest in water. But then it just grew from there, and we were kind of kindred spirits because he called himself uh, like a professional student, and I really wish that I could be a professional student, but I haven't quite like mastered it the way he did because he's got a master's in education, a master's mm-hmm. in engineering, he's got a PhD in civil engineering, uh, like this kid's smart. And, kind of a boss. Yeah, kind of a boss. And um, it was just cool hearing that story and how that really kind of inspired him to pivot from teaching um, and get into get into the water world. And so I always love hearing people's stories and how they got into that. And so it was really it was really nice to meet him and he actually joined us uh, when we went on the search for a snack and coffee, which in a mile long conference center is is convention center convention center is <laughs> um, is quite the task. And so we're walking and we're talking and I see this lady who looks so familiar to me but like I the name's on the tip of my tongue and I can't think of it of course like Dylan knows her he's like that's Jennifer and so it was actually Jennifer uh Loudon who is from too late though because you were like Loudon yeah I was just like hey 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 hey." my name's Jennifer yeah I was just the random person like yelling at people from across the giant conference room so Jennifer is the laboratory manager at Raritan Township Municipal Utilities Authority in New Jersey. And the reason that I know her is from Twitter. And she was actually one of the people who answered the call to send me some footage. Oh, yeah, for that lip sync challenge. Yeah, that awesome lip sync challenge that we did for Water Quality Month. And she was said National Lip Sync Day. (laughs) (laughs) So she was one of the brave souls that that turned in some uh, video of her singing to Ain't No Mountain High Enough, Mm -hmm. Marvin Gaye. So it was awesome to meet her, shake her hand, meet her in Mm -hmm. real life. Uh, We were also with a girl named Asia Jackson, and she's an environmental engineer at the Department of Public Works with uh, L.A. Sanitation. And she told us about this really cool thing where they are – partnering, finding funding for this uh, novella that's about water to engage their Spanish-speaking community. So we thought that was pretty cool. So we found our coffee, we made our ways back, and in conversation we heard from a guy named Michael Kwame, who is with Apex Engineering Group, and uh, he was talking about this really cool event that they do called uh, Waterpalooza. So you want to talk about that? Yeah, it was really cool. And I really, what I remember from it is that his budget is $500. And he's going to be kind of, if he hasn't already, I think going to be talking or doing some kind of case study or something on how to um, kind of host or throw a $500 Waterpalooza um, to keep it, you know, well, for like the public educators of the world who have their low budgets, I think that would be really helpful to have um, just kind of how someone successfully um, pulled that off. So, 
Yeah, I think we are the ones that. that actually volunteered to do said case study, a.k.a. Yeah. podcast, maybe. But um, we also sat next to uh, Mary West Calgana. Yeah. Mm-mm. Nope. Calcagno. I don't know. I'm sorry, Mary, that I ruined that. She's the director of public works at Moberly, Missouri. She's the director of public utilities. Public utilities. Sorry. At Moberly, Missouri. Missouri. And she was preaching hardcore, uh, consistent, um, proactive communication. So, of course, we were instant fans. And, of course, we want her next or at some point on this podcast because she was pretty solid. Loved it. Yes. Oh, and um, we also got to run into an old friend of ours, Megan U. Schneider. Hey. And um, Megan has, she was a, we met her at UMC, Utilities Management Conference, um, and we actually knew of her through being a Blue Drop partner, and she also then became like a, one of our Catalyst speakers, and we haven't seen her since Catalyst in June, so we were super excited to um, to see her, and she's kind of the one who said, hey, ladies, I'm going to be uh, incoming president. I need chair. you to chair, gosh, of this committee. I'd like you to join the PCOC group with me. And we were like, heck yeah, girl. Um, and so Megan has been super busy taking on some some other gigs and with her um, consulting business also. And so it was fun to just kind of get to she talk to like her. She has like three full-time jobs. Yeah. Um, so basically she was talking about how um, – the rebranding of WEF and how it's more than just wastewater. It's, you know, the one water situation. And um, that really was, you know, for me, that was one of my biggest takeaways was um, when I worked for utilities, we never really spoke about WEF. Um, We weren't really involved in any of their groups or anything like that because everyone just always says it's about wastewater. And um, I quickly realized that that's, that might have been what it was back in the day, but it's definitely grown to a um, stormwater, wastewater, drinking water, everything water, one water um, situation. So um, for anyone who's like on the fence about WEF or um, WEF tech, just do it. Do it. <laughs> we've we've gotten we've definitely drank the Wef Kool Aid. Um, I'm sure made out of reuse water, and we've been super <laughs> pumped up ever since. We've been telling everybody like you got to go to Wef Tech. It's more than just wastewater, and the vibe is just. We've had so much fun with Wef folks. So, um, so it was great to see Megan there and talking about all of that, learning more about that. And it was also really cool because we hadn't really gotten to be that involved on the PCOC to that point. And so we didn't know a lot about Julianne LaRock, who was the outgoing chair. But um, at the end, they went around the table and said some pretty great things about her. And so it was nice to at least get to spend that that time with her. Mm -hmm. And we also got to meet our own PCOC chair for our membership association in Texas, which is Wheat, Sharon Miller. Shout out North Texas Municipal Water District. It was great to finally meet her. Yeah in real life and put a face to a name um so then we did like the housekeeping stuff and you know got checked into the conference and to our airbnb and uh, we had just enough time to come back to the convention center to go to the mix with members and we were really excited to meet a certain someone there who was a podcast guest on episode 20 who is that arianne 
Todd Danielson. Todd Danielson, who is the director of utilities at Avon Lake. Um, he is a boss on Twitter. Uh, if you don't follow him, you need to follow him. Uh, you can find him at, at AL Water Chief. He, I mean, it's you can live vicariously through him. He's always dropping knowledge. Yeah, and turns out he's like seven feet tall or something. <laughs> I mean, to us, he was. Yeah, he had to get um, down on a knee to take a selfie with us, and he was still taller than us, I think, yeah, down on a knee. Um, and he was awesome. He did, um, they wefted a kind of a tweet up um, on Monday, I think like 11 o'clock or something in the morning. And he, it was fun to like run up there real quick and check that out. And Right in the middle of it, we should have known there's Todd Danielson teaching everyone, young and old, about the Twitter and <laughs> tweeting. And that was super fun um, to watch him kind of in his element just trying to, to hear get, like a utility director saying, Yeah, I was like, Get it, boy. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, but at the Mix with Members, we also got to bump into Rakia Nance, who works with Travis at WEF. And we were, like, literally te- texting each other like we were on a first date or something, describing, like, what we're, like what we were wearing so that we could try and find each other in this sea of people. Um, and we found out that turns out we have a shared passion for music and dancing. Yeah, she's adorable and super kind and um, absolutely you know, so fun to meet and just, I'm so excited that she's become one of our friends. Yeah. And she was also one of the ones who sent me some, mm-hmm. some footage for the lip sync challenge. The folks at WEF, her team who put that video together were amazing. It was, uh, on point. it was, yeah, 100% on point. And, uh, we really appreciated that. Um, we also bumped into another friend from Imagine H2O, David Martin, who we uh, who we met there. I don't even know how to explain what David does. He's got his hands is all this in. Still on Sunday? Are we still. On Sunday? We're still. On, this is still the mix with members. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, he's like all over water tech and as a strategic advisor and things of that nature. And one of my like favorite memories of him though was. Uh, when we met him at Imagine H2O, he was wearing the silver ring on his pinky finger, and he explained that this is uh, part of a Canadian engineering tradition. There's also an American tradition that's similar, but basically he was talking about how it symbolized this event that happened. There was a collapse of the Quebec Bridge in 1907, and that it was due to poor engineering, and so they all, Canadian engineers, wear this ring and remember that story as reminding them of their responsibility and also... To stay humble, you know, like they play a big role in society, but to keep it humble. And so I thought that was really, that was really cool to find out. Yeah. And while we were talking to him, we bumped into another friend that we made at Utilities Management Conference, which is uh, Melissa Pamales from Arcadis, uh, Arcadis, Puerto Rico. And she she you can't say it without saying Puerto Rico like fun. You can't just call it Puerto Rico. It's... I say Puerto Rico. Yeah, I said so it like fun. that. I yeah. Know, it's so fun. And she she gave an amazing account of her experience mm-hmm. during Hurricane Maria. She works in Puerto Rico with Arcadis. She's actually from Puerto Rico, and so uh, she talked to Travis Loop on the Words on Water podcast about. Mm-hmm her experience through that and we're hoping that she comes on here on the water in real life podcast to kind of talk about part two of that story 
and the recovery. Yeah, and I need to know more. Yeah, and what's all going on there on the ground, boots on the ground. And, of course, it was really cool. We got to bump into our, our friend Melissa, who is from Wheat, who we met with Julie at the Water Reuse Conference. And, uh, yeah, all in all, it was good times. We got yeah, to so on. when you go to WEFTEC next year, definitely go to the uh, member mixer. It's massive. There's great drinks, awesome <laughs> band, lots of good food. Um, I mean, it was it was so fun. I mean, you know, you're walking in, you think, okay, this is a water party. Who, you know, who knows which direction this is going in. Um, but it was so fun, and it was, um, it was cool to see kind of everyone in one room like that. It was really neat. Yeah, and you're guaranteed to know at least like one person there because yeah. there's so many people there. Um, but then we, graciously enough, got invited to the HDR event that was at the World War World War Two Museum in Louisiana mm-hmm. or in New Orleans and if you haven't been there I, I want to go back and go to it because mm-hmm. we only there were like three or four events going on in the same museum like it's that big I, th- I think it takes like up one or two city blocks it's yeah. huge there were airplanes in there it was amazing um but we got to go there and we hung out with with Travis again and with Renee from WEF as well. And so it was really cool to get to catch up with them some more and get to see a little a little bit of the World War II Museum. And then Arianne took me on a PG tour of Bourbon Street. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair, like, we had one night. We knew we had to get up early. Um, and it's still... We still stayed out late. We did. Um, we had dinner at like 11 o'clock. Yeah. But Bourbon Street is just crazy. And so I wanted her to at least just like see a skosh of like what it can offer <laughs> in terms of entertainment. Um, and But I got to kind of relive through all my um, stories of, oh, yeah, and this place. And, oh, yeah, and we did that at this place. And um, thank God, like, Facebook was just barely getting started when I was going to Bourbon Street then. <laughs> so most of that is not um, out in the public. Not in public but, record. Yeah. Um, then we went to bed, finally. That was like... Yay! Um, pretty yeah, long day. Pretty long day. It was a yeah. solid, um, you know, almost a full day there. So then comes the next day, day two, and uh, I think this is the day that we oh, actually... Oh, and by the way, I picked out the most bad A Airbnb. Yes. She did. I would have to say that I picked the one for Vegas, and she picked the one for New Orleans, and she definitely won the Airbnb challenge that we didn't know was happening. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm always in a challenge with Stephanie, and I'm always trying to one-up her secretly, and I almost never win the challenge. So this one I'm putting in my back pocket for like all future Airbnb moments because I, I want it. Great. Big time. You just took responsibility yeah. of finding them all now. I will. In another podcast episode, we'll talk about the process that Ariane used to narrow down the few selections. <laughs> I didn't say it was quick and efficient. Okay? <laughs> if there's 257 reviews, I'm going to read them because I want to know, like, is this a mass murderer that he's... You know, someone is secretly in their reviews trying to give us clues or, <laughs> like, is this legit? So, you're yes. welcome. Uh, thank you. You survived. So, day two, we head back. This is opening session, and it was really cool getting to see Jenny Hartfelder, who is the outgoing WEF president, and Eileen O'Neill, the executive director of WEF. They really set the tone for 
the whole event, not just the opening session, but WEFTEC, they really nailed kind of the feeling and the energy there. And so that was amazing. And they also debuted the new Waters Worth It campaign. And if you oh haven't, if you haven't mm-hmm. seen it, you need to go to the WEF website and check it out because it's amazing. Made me cry. I mean, not cry, cry, but it made me tear up. Some tears like welled up in my eyeballs. Yeah, it's, it was adorable. It's really good. Uh, they've really revamped this campaign, and it looks like it's just it's so professional and so well done, and just so modernized. It's just it's great. We highly recommend checking it out. And using it. Like, yeah. don't just check it out. Like, use, use it. it. Share it. For. Use it as a piece of your outreach yeah. and communication education. It's it's so well done. You will, you, I mean, you'll be proud to put it out there. So definitely use it. Yeah. And um, they also kind of touched a little bit on their strategic plan. And one of the things that I thought was amazing about that, because we'd kind of gotten a little sneak peek into it at the PCOC meeting, was that one of the one of the items that they're really working towards is to increase diversity in the water industry. Mm-hmm. And as women in the water industry, that obviously is something that we think is a pretty cool idea. So it was really great to hear that coming from a woman on the main stage at a national conference with like thousands of people there. So that was really cool. Um, then Kevin Brown, who then is... entered Kevin Brown. Oh, my. This, this guy. guy. Huh. Wow. Like... Do I have a bone to pick with him? <laughs> I'll I let mean, you pick it. Go ahead. I, I'm not really one to get that choked up about things. Mm. Okay? And Kevin Brown rolls up in there and what... Wolverine-like face. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And just makes me freaking ball i mean hardcore ugly ugly crying crying in the back just oh my gosh this guy if you ever get a chance to hear a story it's amazing read his book i'm sure it's amazing i haven't got to read it yet but um if it's anything like the presentation he gave um i'll be sure to buy several boxes of tissues um he talks about his son and um how they basically like revolutionized um, the way Disney meals and in the way that they provide for, you know, the special needs groups and stuff that, that come and enjoy Disneyland, Disney World. Um, She's not kidding. They li- like they, the mm-hmm. special needs diet at Disney is because of him and his son and their experience there. And so if you ever have the opportunity mm-hmm. to hear this guy speak, you need to go. It's very powerful. And it was actually kind of the perfect uh speaker for the water industry because his whole thing is is that traditionally the definition of a hero is extraordinary person doing ordinary things or something like he flips it on its head and it's basically that a hero is really um an ordinary person doing extraordinary things and so essentially he takes away the the barriers to being a hero hero and makes it that everyone can be and really focus on making everyone in that room feel like what they do matters and and that what they do is valued so that was after that is when we got to the chance to go meet Jenny and Eileen and take pictures with them and it was it was well it was so exciting to get to meet them and so we're we're kind of lingering hoping to see Kevin as he left and I'm so glad that we were awkwardly lingering outside of the opening session at the end because we just happened to come across this this guy um, named Stephen Drangschult. 
from Brown and Caldwell. And, he, you know, Travis was there, and he was like, oh, do you guys know? So we're, we're just swapping stories. He's telling us what he does. We're telling him what we do. And uh, who knew that we were meeting, like, I don't know. Our future bestie? Our future bestie. It was... He, are, he immediately got the nickname of Dragon Shots because... Who the heck can say Drang Schultz? I mean, I know I just did, but I'm like looking at the name, like I can see it, you know. But I, on a regular basis, I'm not going to be able to remember Drang Schultz. It's Dragon Shots. And, you know, reading it from a distance on a name badge, it 100% looked like Dragon Shots. So, yeah, um, but Dragon Shots immediately. He schooled us in the ways of connection networking. and networking. This and dude introductions. is the king of and we're networking. We're so awkward. I am. I can speak for myself. We're so awkward. I'm awkward. <laughs> I'm awkward, okay? And like, I'm like, oh, look, I'm Ariane, you know, and, you know, here's some things, here's some, some tidbits, whatever. Um, but, you know, I, we don't ever want to just like give out our business cards and things like that. And he was like, did you give her your business card? Did you give him your business card? Did you give him your button? Because we made, like, homemade buttons for this event. Did you give him a button? Oh, I think so-and-so would like a button. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we couldn't keep up with it, yeah. you know? Yeah, This dude's, um, yeah, he is amazing. And so, so glad to make that connection and the beginning of that friendship. And after that, we went and we hit the showroom floor hard because we really, to that point hadn't even had the opportunity to even yeah, we, we saved up going into the expo um for just kind of the moment um because we really didn't want to just enter into this what we've been told is like the biggest expo in the world um so we really were like waiting and waiting and just finally like went through the the doors that they you know designated f- with the big giant pipe and just kind of yeah walked in and see you know see Every thousands and thousands of <laughs> <laughs> vendors and people and just yeah and so I think our stuff and our we had to really like be strategic in order to see all mm-hmm. these people that we wanted to and we knew that one of our favorite people hashtag Water Fergie was in the house and we knew that we had to see him and if you don't know who I'm talking about it's Tom Ferguson Vice President of Programming at Imagine H2O. And Imagine H2O sponsored the whole innovation forum there, and or pavilion, I mean. And so we head up there first, and it was he was really busy putting on this tour, so we didn't really get a chance to talk a lot, but we did get a chance to snag a hug and just say what's up and, and catch up a little bit. Yeah, and a selfie. But we got to walk around and kind of see some of the folks that we met a few months prior at the Innovation Forum for Imagine H2O. One of them was a guy named Zach Young who has a company called H2 Nano, and they provide water treatment solutions for hard-to-treat contaminants. And we also got to bump into Emily Hicks, who works for FredSense, which is another water, water quality analysis company. And so it was really cool to get to see them and yeah. to reconnect and course take a selfie <laughs> and uh but we were on a search for actually another imagine h2o graduate that we met at that innovation forum they work for a company called utilis which is a company that does leak detection from outer space and i mean if that's we not we're on the hunt for yeah. one of our favorite israelis in the world one of our favorites and that's ellie parrots who and uh his biz dev guy james perry 
and I don't know how I hawkeyed that, but I just zeroed in on his head. I don't know. I, found <laughs> I was like, that and looks like the back Israeli. of Ellie's head. Yeah, yeah, I have great Israeli dar or whatever you call it. <laughs> so I found him and we connected and it was so fun to get to talk to, to him again and to, to see yeah. James and say what's up. Um, they're actually having this innovation summit in November, the end of November in San Diego. And it's focused on benchmarking leak detection for utilities. It sounds like a really cool event. And you can check it out and find out more information about it and register for it at their website, Utilis Corp. And it's under their events thing. But I would definitely check that out. It looks like it looks like it'll be a great resource for utilities yeah. who are looking to do more leak detection. But by that point we were parched. Not parched, we were starving, starving. hangry. And so we're kind of running all over the place trying to find some food. And we were super excited to run into Melissa Meeker with Gwinnett County Water Services. And she is actually... She didn't know if it was Gwinnett or Gwinnett. Gwinnett. Yeah. So I just went with Gwinnett. So Melissa, I hope that is correct. If not, please. It's Gwinnett. Heck yeah. I got it down. Gwinnett. Yeah. Gwinnett. Um, Gwinnett County. She's actually the director for this new water innovation center that they're building on Heck like yeah. 700 acres. It's just amazing. Talk about drool. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you're a water nerd when hearing about this new water innovation center is just, you're, we were like drooling during our Zoom chat when she was telling us about it. It's just yeah. incredible. Um, I would find out more about that. It's just that when this thing gets built, what, in two years, she said? Yeah, I think it opens up in two years. Yeah, it's going to be incredible. It's going to be just, I hope that utilities from across the country take advantage of it because it's going to be pretty amazing. And, of course, we bumped into our buddy Ian McLeod of Master Meter, and it was good to see him. Random. We didn't even know he was going to be there. Yeah, that was so fun to run into him. Yeah. Um, so after lunch, we headed to the Israeli-U.S. Water Initiative. And Ellie from Utilis was on the panel along with like several other people who have adopted. Oh, and by the way, after lunch, we got the last two hamburgers of the whole joint that of day. Of the entire place. Ooh, that I'm was rough. so surprised a riot didn't break out. Yeah. But anyways, after lunch, we did go to that Israeli-U.S. Water Initiative, and that was really cool to hear. Um Ellie and some other guys, uh, guys and gals, um, talking about the water challenges and, you know, how, how Israeli uh, technology can, can help out. Yeah, it was really, I'm Jewish and have been to Israel several times, and so I'm very familiar with water, the water tech coming out of there, and so it was, it was really awesome to see that panel, that set of panels at WefTech and to hear from the amazing companies out there who are working hard to to move innovation and actual deployment of water technology faster. So about that time, we're walking around. We're like looking for another cup of coffee, maybe a little water. And we're kind of like, we know that the time is ticking. I mean, we're, we have a few hours left before we have to catch this ride home. And... Stephanie's getting a little bummed. She hasn't been able to spot out um, one of her favorites. And <laughs> a couple of people like Travis and them found him. I feel like it was like a scavenger hunt. Where's George? Um, <laughs> and so Travis found him. She was kind of getting a little like, dang, I can't find George. Where's Where George Hawkins? George? Um, 
then all of a sudden she sees the lady hawk fly in yep and she's like sudden i mean she knows i have bad knees you can't stop suddenly in my presence like (laughs) anything can happen but she did and she's like lady hawk there she is and i was like what i'm so confused and yeah i'll let her finish yeah so when i was in graduate school i got the opportunity to go to costa rica and one day we were in a rainforest in costa rica tracking this bird called a quetzal which is this very elusive rare bird and I remember running through the rainforest just tracking this bird and that's exactly how I felt (laughs) when we were walking down the expo floor. Only a thousand vendors (laughs) and you know 20,000 people. And I see the lady hawk aka Natalie Hawkins walking down the way in front and so immediately I was like okay if she's here He's somewhere close. And so basically, like, literally, like, tracking an actual hawk. (laughs) I found my way to the food court where he was resting, probably trying to rest quietly and alone. And we found him, and it was awesome. And we got hugs and um, got to talk about how excited we are to speak at the Water for Texas conference in Austin in January. I'm so glad that he's coming back to Texas. Um because Texas has missed him, yeah. you know? It's been a while. After that, this time we were parched, not hangry, parched. And so we thought this was about the best time to go ahead to the Pure Water Brew Garden. Pure Water Brew Beer Garden. And we got to take our second selfie in a month with the Mark Jockers of Clean Water Services, the godfather of reuse beer. Wow, did you just give him that name? I gave it to him. Okay. Own what it, if, Mark. Own it. What if there's someone else? No. I don't know. I just knighted him as the god. I don't know if you knight people as godfather, but I did it. Okay. So, and Jockers. With, hol- with holy pure brew beer? Yes. I'm going to splash him the next time I see him. Okay. Yeah. Um, and he's supposed to be on the podcast, too, because he gave a great presentation at the Water Reuse Conference yeah. that we want to make sure everyone hears. And yeah, so we saw him and then we went and stood in line to get one of these said pure water brew This is like beers. the story of our life right here. Just doing like a normal thing of standing in line. Yeah. And it's just like all of a sudden people, you know, the guy behind us is like, Please. We probably said something sarcastic to him, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm going to say he went up to the lady at the bar and was like, please, ma'am, can I have some more? <laughs> and I mean... <laughs> This guy, his story. They were pouring like the tiniest of tiny servings of this beer. And so I totally can see him doing what you just said. Yeah. Yeah. Um, His name was Cletus Better. And he's from Viola, Violia in Chicago. And yeah, this this guy had a great story. He told us about his time in the Navy. I actually tried to like. Subs, yeah. Yeah, and the submarines. We tried to ask him about his role with water in on the subs in the Navy, if he could tell us about that. And he basically said, I could tell you, but then I'd have to kill you. So we just, you know, s- kept with light subject matter and talked about reuse beer and <laughs> and communicating biosolids because he was all about... That's what everyone does yeah. when they first meet someone. <laughs> yeah, completely normal. Um, and then we even bumped in... Then we even bumped into our, our new friend, Deborah Shore, who we met at the Water Reuse Conference, and she's actually the commissioner at the Metropolitan Water Reclamation District of Greater Chicago. 
And we met her over barbecue and beer, actually, in, in Austin. And she told us all about this guy called Mayor Pete. Mayor Pete is a 36-year-old mayor of South Bend, Indiana. And while we were talking to her, she told us that he had done this interview with Rolling Stone. And she sent me the link to it. And I'm reading this article. And this guy is this guy's a rock star. And no wonder he's in Rolling Stone. It makes sense. And so I wanted to read this quote from that interview. You should go check it out. We'll post it in the show notes. But he said, I also think we need to talk about this is when talking about how you define uh, core principles or something along that line. And he said, I also think we need to talk about a different kind of patriotism, a fidelity to American greatness in its truest sense. You think about this as a local official, of course, but a truly great country is made of great communities. What makes a country great isn't chauvinism. It's the kinds of lives you enable people to lead. I think about wastewater management as freedom. If a resident of our city doesn't have to give it a second thought, she's freer. Like, somebody using wastewater management and freedom in the same sentence, that's amazing. Also, did we mention he's a future podcast guest? <laughs> Mainly because when we met Deborah, she told us about this amazing sewer sensor program that they've been a part of, and we wanted to talk to him about that and about how we as communicators can better educate the elected officials yeah. that are coming in about water and wastewater and one water issues. We kind of we knew we were going to end up at that reuse um, area or uh, the reuse pure gosh the beer garden. Um, <laughs> You know, at a certain time, because we had to meet um, one of our early adopters, early supporters, uh, one of our favorites, and that would be Cameron McWilliam from Brown and Caldwell. Shout out. And I mean, we had to meet him in real life, and um, we've we've talked through Zoom, and um, you know, he we email, email back and Twitter. forth, Twitter, yada yada, um, but. We were like, okay, 3 o'clock, I'll see you there. I can't remember. I think it was about that time. I'll see you there. We have to meet in real life. And again, like the Todd Danielson situation, he's like six feet tall, seven (laughs) feet tall. I'm like, what's up with all these tall people? Um, But yeah, that was amazing to meet him. And he's just been an incredible resource for us and um, been so open to sharing, you know, information and just – been so kind and just um like I said early supporter and a keep it going ladies you're doing a great job you know that goes a long ways for us so uh yes Cameron (laughs) has been awesome it was so good to meet him in real life and we can't wait to connect again whenever that is we hope sooner rather than later um we have some podcast um in the works things to talk to him about too yeah So by this time, we had just enough time to run by and meet uh, Jennifer Zach, who's from Mentor Mentor APM, that we were introduced to through Paul Croker uh, with Kansas City Board of Public Utilities, and um, he connected us through LinkedIn, and so it was kind of cool to talk to her about asset management, because that's something that was not in our wheelhouse when we Mm -hmm. were doing our work in the cities. And so it's been really cool to hear and learn more about that, because Paul is kind of like the Jedi at asset management. Yeah, and he's definitely been the biggest supporter, um, Yes, you know, since day one. And we're just so grateful for him and his encouragement. And he's an incredible um, connector and networker. And um, like she said, has been so supportive and seems to know exactly when we need to hear some words of encouragement. So 
were beyond grateful to him and to his friendship. But there were a few friends via Twitter that we did not get to meet. I can't believe that this was only 36 hours. It sounds like a a lot longer time. It's already taken longer than 36 minutes to tell the story. So, (laughs) and so... You know, we I can't imagine being there for the full conference go around. I'm sure probably the biggest advice someone who's been to the full thing would say, like, pace yourself. Um, because we definitely did not pace ourselves. No. Um, but we definitely missed quite a few people that um, we are, like, dying to meet in real life. Um, and that would be the Water Jedi, utilities director of the city of, I can't say it, Patascala, Ohio. Yeah. Nathan Coey. Yep. Hey. Hi. And then Janelle Armstrong with the Thrasher Group. Um, Janelle caught my eye when she has all these hashtag Navy, hashtag, you know, all fighter pilot. Fight. Or yeah. Like she's in front of this, you know, jet. And I'm like, okay, I need to know this girl. And then, and she's, uh, we have a chat with her soon. And then Christine Wood, um, aka the at sewer chic. Or sewer chick, whichever you want to call her. Follow um, her on Twitter. Follow her on Twitter. She's amazing. She has some awesome uh, videos. Um, and she definitely treats water right. She does. And you definitely need to check out the rap that she did. And that's at sewer underscore chick. Chic? Chic. C-H-I-C. Um, so we... We sorry that you, we're sorry that we missed you guys, but we'll definitely kept you, catch you on the flip side. And we also didn't get a chance to stop by the Water Online podcast oh, booth. Yes, and that we was, got to walk past them yeah. on the way to meeting someone else. And I looked back and I was like, Ah, oh, there they are! I want to meet them so bad. Yeah. So all in all, it was amazing. It was another whirlwind of people and connections and relationships, relationship building at Water Smart Innovations as well. But um. We really walked away from Weftech. It was really hard to leave. Like as excited as we were to go to WSI, it was still it was still hard to leave early mm-hmm. and not get to spend more time with with everyone there. And you know, we talk a lot about collaboration. We talk a lot about partnerships and relationships. But obviously, as one of our core values being authenticity, we want to be true to that. It's not just we don't just say that. We try and practice and practice that as much as we preach it. And one of the things that we kind of talked about recently in the past few days is that, you know, like your family and your friends, they they kind of know what you do. Like, oh, sure, you work in water, you work in wastewater, you work, if you work in stormwater, like, um, they don't know at all what you do. But, <laughs> but um, you know, they kind of get it. But your folks in the water world, like, they just get it. And they understand why you're so hype or passionate about something or mm-hmm. so excited about something. And so that's why for us, all of our friends and folks in water just you guys like feel like our family yeah and we feel like we have brothers and uncles and cousins and sisters and and all over the country and we just wanted to take this opportunity to do a podcast and give an ode to that and to tell you thank you for being our friends thank you for being our followers thank you for being a, a friend, friend. <laughs> thank you for <laughs> Listening to the podcast, sharing the podcast, yeah. telling people about the podcast, and just being supporters and coming up and saying hi. Like, really, there's no way to really articulate what that means for us and how grateful we are to that. And so we just wanted to take this opportunity to say thank you. And we can't mm-hmm. wait to see you again in real life. 
Um, yeah. Always. The end. <laughs> Ariane out. Ariane out. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Be sure to visit the h2duo.com forward slash water in real life for the show notes. We timestamp them for you and we include links to any of the resources we mentioned during the podcast. And while you're there, be sure to sign up for our email list. I promise we don't bug you. We just let you know when podcasts are released. And, you know, we only send something out when we have something legit to say. If you're an iTunes listener, do us a solid and rate and review us there. And hey, now we're on Spotify, so you can follow us there if that's your jam. You can also keep up with us and our shenanigans on Instagram and Twitter at the underscore H2 duo. Shout out to our sponsor for this episode, Drop Counter. Imagine H2O brought us together and it's been awesome to collaborate with them on communication initiatives. Learn more about them and what they have going on at theh2duo.com forward slash drop counter. And be sure to sign up for their mailing list because it is also legit. We hope you learned something new today, got a little different perspective, or did something that moved you one step closer to your goals. Until next time, remember what one of our favorite quotes says, those who tell the stories rule the world. 